Beyond Hospital Doors, On the Front Lines, an interview with Joy Bat, chemotherapy and biotherapy certified nurse practitioner. Sydney Regional Medical Center presents a new podcast series. We are taking our signature health and wellness profile and breaking it down into episodes where we will speak with our providers and top experts on the issues that extend beyond hospital doors. In this podcast, we feature Ms. Joy Bat, Certified Nurse Practitioner and Partner with Dr. Ariel Soriano, a medical MD practicing oncology here at Sydney Regional Medical Center. Ms. Joy Bat has 20 plus years dedicated to the field of oncology and cancer. She is very passionate about the study of the prevention, the diagnosis, and the treatment of cancer. On the topic of On the Front Lines, an interview with nurse practitioner Joy Bat, we will be focusing in on the quality of care and treatment with oncology and cancer, a survivor story, and rising to meet the needs of the patient. Joy and her colleague, Dr. Seriano, are the first team to come to the Sydney Regional Medical Center and have a tremendous following of individuals and survivors from Colorado and now Nebraska and we are honored to be the grassroots hospital to pave the way on the front lines in the, here in the heartland. Join us as we go beyond hospital doors. As I will be your host, this is Kimberly Dreyer. Joy, we are so very, very glad that you and Dr. Sariano are here at Sydney Regional Medical Center. Could you please go ahead and open it up and tell us a little bit about you how you got here in Colorado and the future? Well, um, some of it was luck, some divine intervention, and um, a lot of it was a very progressive administrative staff here at Sydney Regional Med Center. Nice. Dr. Soriano and I have worked together for a very long time. He would come from Greeley to Sterling. He would practice somewhat full-time in Sterling. So we have kind of danced together for some time. 10 and years, 15 years. Yeah, let's wow, just say it. Great, great. You know, at some point, if I tell you my experience, you'll think I'm older than I want you to think right? I am. <laughs> um, so it, it was it was kind of interesting as Dr. Bjorling was retiring, a friend of ours, Dr. Sorino's mine that, that we worked with here in, um, that lives in the Sydney community, had actually talked to administration and everything just kind of unfolded interestingly enough. So it's about friends knowing about us. That is um, awesome. Yeah, and and I fortunately have was at a time in my life where I could consider something like this. My youngest, I'm graduating from high school, going off to college, so I don't have bleachers to be on. I don't have <laughs> dinners to fix, and so I was able to go, well, this could be super cool. Well, I so fantastic. Yeah. I am just glad you're here, and the whole thing about oncology and cancer is just something wonderful to have in, within this community and the partnership as well. So in this podcast, we would like to explore myths, faith, prevention, treatment, and a survivor story. In talking with you earlier, Joy, cancer is a private issue and the faith mindset, cancer never wins. And with that note, I'd like to go ahead and start with some questions to kind of lead our, our listeners into your path and the, the future here at Sydney Regional Medical Center. 
Absolutely. So why did you decide on cancer care? What is the passion behind that? Interestingly enough, in the 90s, I actually ended up working for Pharmacy Corporation of America in Seattle. And one of the things they had us do was cancer care. They we were kind of rented out to oncologists. So that was really my first taste and my introduction. And because of that experience, years later, I was asked to help with cancer care in Sterling. And so it's just kind of evolved. I ended up going back and getting a nurse practitioner degree. Dr. Leininger, a retired physician that was in Northeast Colorado, uh, back in the days when a nurse could mix chemo, I mixed chemo for him. So it just kind of unfolded. And I think it's the relationships that drew me in. It is not someone who you are going to see briefly and deal with their issue and they're gone. You truly are going to see them through a journey mm-hmm. and you create relationships. And I am someone who thrives on that. What I have seen, uh, not only in talking with your patients, but just watching you, is you are engaged. You come to my office and you say, this patient was just diagnosed we are facing end of life, or this patient is uh, in chemo, and I'm going to go see him every time he's here. And you are very engaged, and I love that passion. And I don't know if in, if in, in the big city that that could happen versus in rural. The time I spent in the big city, I scared people because I'm a hugger, and I'm a, I love you, and I'm a, and so yeah, that scares city people. So I really belong out here in the panhandle of Nebraska. Where, where people, yeah, expect that kind of yeah, and need um, that kind of touch and yeah. closeness and yeah, absolutely, yeah. fabulous. Um, so, I, you and I talked a little bit about well, how do you know if if something's weird? And you you talked about a sore, a lump, and a bump. You know, because we're hardy people out here, sometimes we expect our bodies to do what they do most of the time, which is fix themselves. There are some signs, warnings, um, things that you may want to check in with somebody a little earlier than write it out. Lumps and bumps, that's something key. Yeah, you may have a lymph node flare in a neck um, if you have a cold or flu. If you've got a lymph node flare and it sits there for a, an extended period of time, you need to get that checked out. Same thing with bleeding. If blood's coming out of somewhere it shouldn't, you need to check that out. Pain unexplained pain, all kinds of little warning symptoms that we we just don't want to disregard, certainly for too long. Things are fixable earlier, easier to fix earlier. So this is kind of like the prevention Mm -hmm. type thing, you know. You just get get it checked out. Get your preventative health checks, absolutely. The reason we like colonoscopies is you can go in there and you can pop those polyps out before they turn into cancer. That's the magic. So prevent it, don't treat it. It's a, it's a great philosophy for anyone with a, with a healthy mindset. Right. You know, the, the, the word cancer is kind of a shocker and it puts people into a realm of, I don't know if I can get up and, and face tomorrow. I mean, that is kind of an intense thing when you think about it. I mean, you, here you are this hero and all of a sudden, you know, you're faced with that huge question or just living with that type of journey and how to maintain the integrity of living with this type of journey. And what could you tell our listeners a little bit about? You know, the, the name cancer is unfortunate because we've, we've put that in our minds as a very unfortunate thing. It's like if, if you hear the word cancer, you suddenly feel you 
have um, stumbled upon misfortune. So to some degree, we've got to reframe that in our minds. Um, many cancers are treatable. Many cancers are curable. Many cancers you're going to live with, and you need to think about it as a chronic disease, as you would diabetes. We never fix diabetes, but we don't think of it as a cancer. So you may um, need cancer treatment for an extended period of time, right. like maintenance, like it would be for diabetes. Until you know your treatment plan and your picture to just take that word cancer um, and have it envelop you with some sort of misfortune is, is not fair to you, um, not fair to the patient. Right. So that treatment plan and your partnership with the oncology team is so, so important. Right on, right on. And I think the mind thought and the emotional component, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit more into the podcast, but maintain a positive mindset when you're going through it and don't, don't be as fearful, be fearless in your way of thinking. People who like to talk about their journeys and certainly on the internet, the people who like to blog about, are oftentimes the people who aren't having a good journey. And I, that always bothers me because that's what people do. They go Google. And so true. What, what, what I would like to reinforce to folks is those people who are taking it in stride and they're still out in the field bailing alfalfa mm -hmm. and working their treatment plan around their daily lives are not blogging about how things aren't going well. They're living life. So the mindset is so important of, you know, cancer isn't going to control me. Right. I'm going to work it in to my gig. I'm going to continue to live and I'm going to work this out. Um, common question. Oh, my chemo. I had a vacation planned. Okay, don't cancel the vacation. We're going to adjust a schedule if at all possible because nice. you need to live life. So so self-care is much Yeah, into... cancer doesn't shouldn't stop your life journey. It should become a part of your life journey. Is this part of uh, the question, what is cancer rehabilitation? Is this a part of that rehabilitation type of mindset? Well, cancer rehabilitation can mean a couple of things. It can mean getting yourself back after a treatment course. Say you've had chemotherapy, radiation, you're a little bit beat down. One of the most common things we see is cancer-related fatigue. I, I, mm. You can't get around it. It's what it is. And most research shows the best thing to treat cancer-related fatigue is activity, which is counterintuitive. But that can be a piece of the rehabilitation is how do I get back on my feet, get my energy back, and do all the things I used to do. And, and re rehabilitation can mean much more. It can, it can mean how do I adjust my life? How do I adjust my plans? How do, you know, from the first day of diagnosis, how, what is that rehabilitation? A lot of times we call it survivorship. Mm. Survivorship is, starts at day one. And from the day you're diagnosed ongoing, you are a survivor. You're a survivor at day two. So what does your survivorship look like? What are you doing? How are you making the best of your life and your days and your moments? Amen. And, you know, I, I don't know a lot of people, you know, we think a lot about HIPAA here and we don't share our stories mm -hmm. uh, with other people. And, you know, it's a private matter is what I'm learning from you is that this is not something where you go, hey, you know, I heard 
This is a private matter where the patient says, it's time for me to, if I want to share it, I'll share it with you type thing. And these individuals are very selective in who they can confide in. That's absolutely true. Cancer patients have their people. They're people who know and they're, they're, they're people they share with. But for the most part, a whole lot of patients like to go about their day without a whole lot of, oh, geez, I'm sorry, oh, gee, you know. So I, I think that's the biggest part about hair loss um, with the chemotherapies we need to lose hair because that identifies you as a cancer patient. But a whole lot of people like to rely on their own circle, have their confidence, have their people who get them through and go about their daily journeys. Absolutely. Um, as I look at some of the information on cancer rehabilitation, survivorship and the follow-up care is very, very vital uh, to the rehabilitation. But it also goes into a number of different types of things, not only some of the physical issues with rehab, you know, like, like you had talked on, the swelling, the hair loss, mm -hmm. and some of those. And the getting back to being yourself, and then the surveillance. There's a piece of um, patients internal that want, they, they want to be done. I want to be done. I, I want to put this away. I want to put it in the box. I want to be done. And you really are done because it is so important to follow through with your health checks, follow through with your screenings, whatever surveillance, be it scans, blood work, follow-up exams with the practitioner. You need to do that. You know, we're always watching and, you know, we want that quality of life to be good. And it's too bad sometimes it creates a shadow over things, but you do need that follow-up care mm -hmm. and that surveillance. It's very important. Some cancers, certainly after cure, we turn you back over to your primary care physician. But for the most part, you need a period of time where we're watching you, we're trying to get you back to your best self, um, and making sure nothing rears its ugly head. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, you know, prevention, survival, recovery, um, some new evidence-based and recommendation tips. And so let's talk about a little bit about caution in some of these screening, detecting, simple reminders, you know, once a year uh, type stuff. Um, and so they, they here call it caution. C-A-U-T-I-O-N, caution. And can you just go ahead and kind of run down tidbits on those? Absolutely. So your C, any change in your bowel or bladder habits, that's where we're going to catch a colon, a bladder, a prostate. Uh, you know, if something doesn't seem your norm, get it checked out. A sore that doesn't heal. Here we are in the panhandle where we have um, sometimes farmed without a hat on or right. use of any sunscreen. A sore that doesn't heal can be a, a sign of an early skin cancer. From a, of a variety of many varieties, so that that's also important. As I said before, you the unusual bleeding or discharge. Um, if blood is coming out of somewhere it shouldn't, if it's not a paper cut, and get that checked out. There's 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 something that's not right, and not to scare anyone, but it can be causing your anemia. You right. could maybe right. have a simple anemia, something fixable, not cancer, but but a variety of other things. T, a thickening or lump in the breast or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. As we talked before, the lumps and bumps, our lymph nodes, they do a job. We need to pay attention to them. In the groin, under the arms, mm -hmm. in the neck, 
across your clavicles. You know, you're in the shower doing the work. Check, check those out. If something's not right, report it. I, indigestion or difficulty in swallowing. Anytime things aren't going down as they should, and maybe it's just a prolonged sore throat, maybe it's um, something's catching, you need to have that checked out. Could be something very simple and fixable, mm -hmm. or could be something that needs more aggressive right. treatment. Oh, obvious change in a water mole, back to that skin cancer thing. We need to really be mindful of that out here. We, we've all enjoyed the sun, worked in the sun, and that's something we all need to be wary of. And nagging cough or hoarseness, again. Um, certainly, if you have a smoking history, alcohol history, we want to catch those head and neck cancers very early. So many things are treatable if caught early. That's really our goal. Right on. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the prevention things in what we need to do with cancer and how you can kind of prevent it. You were really big in prevention. And what are some of the things that we need to look into yeah, and that's a big sugar. One. Um, you know, I it's hard. I mean, proper diet is good. Um, sugar does not cause cancer. We know that um, cancers like sugar and thrive on sugar. But truly, you may eat your Captain Crunch in the morning. I'd like to see with a little protein during the day and your five a day and other things. But no, you won't get cancer by eating too much sugar. Not good for you, but. Regular exercise and body weight, so important too. Yeah. And we all, we have good cooks in this area and we um, love to eat. But we got to exercise to keep a balance. Of course, alcohol, we know there are studies that show there's a link. My goal is always moderation. Mm -hmm. Anything in moderation is probably going to be okay for you. Extremes of doing too much or nothing at all tend to not be the way to go, certainly for a quality of life. But moderation is important. Sun, I know sunscreen is not a popular thing, but it is a really wise thing, certainly for ears and noses and those places we see that we're starting to whittle on on people that have those skin cancers popping up. Chemicals out here, um, that's that's also a risk in our area. Yeah, so caution sure. with chemicals. You know, I know we all used to grab the Roundup and spray, put on some gloves, wear a mask. There's things like that you can do that are really good, safe practice. Sleep. Um, we should all be getting enough sleep. Again, that whole moderation thing. Vitamin D, also a, a good healthy thing. Bones, um, mm -hmm. immunity, all kinds of things. So yeah, there's a variety of things we can do. Some people are overwhelmed. I think a lot of the, oh, I have to do all of these things. I would encourage everyone, at New Year's resolution, just pick one. Do a little something better. Right. I, You know, as small as it can be for you to be manageable, Pick one small thing and do it a little better. Do it for your health. Great idea. Great idea. And we can all use a little bit of exercise every single day. I Take mean, a this, little walk, not today, yeah. but, um, but this <laughs> not only is, is for today. prevention, yeah. but it's also for mm -hmm. during uh, mm -hmm. when you have the actual now diagnosis of a cancer. Absolutely. These types of things, eating well, eating right, exercising helps the mindset all the way around. Cancer patients struggle with diet. It's a, it's kind of like fatigue. It's one of the big ones. I don't want to eat. Nothing tastes good. Nothing. And um, my common line for that is, you are now, as never before, you are eating for purpose, not pleasure. We all eat for pleasure. Let's face it. But once you come to a time in your life where you eat for purpose, things kind of change. Word. 
may not taste good, but you, you're, it's like gas in your car. There's a purpose. You Can are you, putting fuel in. You have such a passion and a re- reality with this stuff. I want you to talk about your survivor story. If okay. you don't mind. I don't mind at all. So, um, shortly before all this magic happened with um, me coming to Sydney, I it's one of the things I had to share when, when I was talking about coming here, mm-hmm. is I was in a breast cancer journey. So I, 2020, everybody's favorite year, um, when I went for my mammogram, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Fairly significant. And so I truly found myself, after caring for cancer patients, um, enduring multiple surgeries and chemotherapy and radiation. The whole ball of wax. wax. Uh And suddenly I understood a whole lot better what hundreds of patients had tried to communicate with me, the nurse who knew everything. So, You're like, I'm finally walking the walk. Oh, wow. Oh, my. It does hurt when you lose your hair. What yeah. the heck? All those little idiosyncrasies I never really understood, um, I have a little bit better understanding of. So, yeah. And I feel blessed mm-hmm. for the journey. Didn't feel blessed at the moment, but was able to get through and I think have come out on the other side feeling like I have a, a pretty good understanding of the journey right on and i i love you know when when you talk about a healthy mindset and having that faith and uh learning not learn how to build the body the mindset the foundation habits for more resiliency stronger you that thrives through the stress the turmoil the setbacks of daily life faith cancer never wins that's what if I, I am a person of faith, and I really do believe, if you have faith, cancer will never win, um, no matter what the outcome. Um, and that is so important to have a perspective going through a cancer journey. What, whatever your belief system might be, whatever your support systems are, you need to be able to focus on the positive. Uh, not every day is going to be a good day. I, I can guarantee you that. But mm-hmm. um, if you can keep your overall perspective and mindset in a good place and just take it a day at a time, right. most people can come out on the other side of things, you know, with with a, being a better person, mm-hmm. a better human. It's a journey. It's a journey of one day at a time. It's it's not great on impatient people. Right. <laughs> because it's, a, it's a time. It's nothing you're going to... Um, fix today it's going to be a journey of time but it's a yeah thanks for sharing that you are so welcome we are narrowing down to the end of our questions here on this podcast and uh one of the questions that i have for you is you and dr sariano work very well together but how do you work on a treatment plan an ongoing kind of care plan for somebody going through and then kind of when it's finally done or over I am going to give him credit for most all of that. We use something called NCCN guidelines. Uh, Most are research proven. There's, you know, there's roads you go down with each diagnosis. Dr. Soriano is a brilliant oncologist and stays up to date on the latest and greatest and what's the new thing and the immunotherapies, the biotherapies. It is amazing he will rattle off a treatment name I have never heard of, and he knows that that's what we're going to, and I, I have not even heard of it. We work really well together, 
as he has that brilliance mm -hmm. um, of understanding all of the cancers and the treatment plans, I am able to support patients, symptom management, help them through some of those, the tweaking right. of the plan. And the hands-on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's hard to dice out what what's a side effect and what's a red herring. Right. Is this something that's happening that has nothing to do with cancer treatment or is this something that's related to treatment? And there's things we can do. We, we dose adjust people. We do things. And Dr. Sorino is excellent at that. Tailoring plans as they unfold to the patient so they're tolerable, okay. successful, and we have good outcomes. That's wonderful to yeah. hear. Yeah. Fabulous. Any other things you want to touch on? Mm -hmm. Are there any myths? Are there any um, resources out there? There are lots of good resources, and I would encourage you to call us. There's okay. lots of bad resources out there and, and things that um, will cause people distress. We have all kinds of information and things for people. And, and whether you're our patient or not, you can call. I'll be happy to talk with anybody, guide you, lead you, give you an opinion, help you with a symptom, whatever that is. That's, that's what we're here for. We're here for the community. We're here to make things better and see patients be successful. Right on, Joint. Thank you so much for being thank here you. and for it's sharing. Been a delight. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast and episode of Beyond Hospital Doors. To learn more about Sydney Regional Medical Center and services offered, visit us at sydneyrmc.com or visit us on our Facebook page, or you may call us at 308 254 5825. Thank you for your time and thank you for your continued support. This is Kimberly Dreyer.